Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks for downloading today's podcast as we all wait for the second lockdown in England to get underway later this week. It'll come into effect on Thursday and means non-essential shops will have to close, along with gyms, salons, bars, pubs and restaurants. The furlough scheme is also being extended for another month. The Prime Minister has been speaking in the Commons and has told MPs there's no alternative as rates of coronavirus continue to rise. But with Christmas fast approaching, it's going to be incredibly tough on retailers, particularly independents. Ollie has been chatting to Joe James, who's chief exec of the Kent and Victor Chamber of Commerce. I think it's devastating news for, for local businesses, um, particularly those that are linked in some way to the uh, travel industry, to hospitality, leisure and retail. Um, you know, those businesses, you know, are really going to find it tough They've had the first lockdown. Um, They've missed out on the Easter trading period. They've missed out on the the summer trading period. And I think they sort of were hoping and banking that, you know, they could recoup something at Christmas. And we all know Christmas starts early. Um, And everybody being locked in lockdown for for November, it certainly doesn't, you know, bode well for the sector. And let's not forget its supply chain as well. Um, so yeah, it's 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 not great news for business. That said, you know that there, there, there is a positive there. If there is a positive, you know we've got the furlough scheme is is going to continue, um, and I and I think you know that's that's really welcome news. Uh, one from the employee who's now going to continue to get eighty percent, but also from from the employer perspective as well. So I think I think that's positive news, and and I think with the first lockdown. Um, when you come to look at you know office-based um, services, uh, we all suddenly had to work from home. Nobody really had the infrastructure in place, so trade and commerce just didn't happen. It took a while for people to adjust. Well, we've adjusted now. And uh, as you say, that some some businesses had did have a chance to pivot during lockdown, so they're at the point perhaps with retail now that some are more online than they were before, so they're able to offer their services again. But of course, when it comes to Christmas shopping, a lot of people go out on the high street to do their Christmas shopping, and if they don't walk past a certain store, they may not think about that store and purchasing from that store. So, I mean, what would your advice be to people to support the local businesses? Is it about waiting till lockdown's over to do your Christmas shopping? Is it about kind of what what is it? I think we really do need to all start supporting our local economy. If you're, if a shop that's closed, it's local, it's got click and collect, it's, it delivers, do that. If not, spend the time, write your list, work out, be, be hyper-organised and then get out there in the shops in your local town in, in December and support them. We've also been hearing from one salon owner in Kent who's refusing to close. Met from Kingshill Barbers says he won't stop trading when the second lockdown starts and he's posted a video on their Facebook page. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and I respect everybody's opinion. Whether you agree with this or not, that's your business um, and that's none of my business, quite frankly. Um, If you don't want to come in and have your hair cut, that's absolutely fine. I've got no problem with that. I have no problem with anybody. Um, I have no issues with people's beliefs. Um, opinions, etc. You're enti- everybody's entitled to their own, um, and on the same token, I'm entitled to mine. 
Um, I will continue to trade. I will remain open. Um, if you would like your haircut, there will be the uh, opportunity to book um, via the normal route, which is via the Booksy app, um, www.kingshillbarbers.booksy.com. I understand that people are going to be, some people, some, are going to be very angry with this, um, uh, against, anti, anti what I'm doing. Again, I can't stress enough, that's fine. It's no problem at all. Um, but I will continue to trade. I will remain uh, in business and I refuse uh, to consent to this absolute circus. Children are allowed to go to school and sit amongst other children and teachers and staff, other you know, cooking, cooks and stuff like that, cleaners. I have no problem with that. Chiropractors, osteopaths can continue. I have no problem with that. Good for them. Um, people can go on building sites where two, three, four hundred people were working. I have no problem with that. Uh, plumbers, electricians can go into people's houses. People can go and view properties. I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is being told that my industry and my business um, is being asked to close and uh, I stand up against that and I stand up for my, I'm basically performing my rights uh, as a business owner and a, and a human being. The idea is to ease the restrictions from December the 2nd, but there are already fears the measures could be extended. You can, of course, let us know what you think by commenting on the stories at Kent Online or via our social media. Meantime, researchers from the University of Kent have identified a drug which could be a possible treatment for COVID-19. The aprotonin aerosol is already used in Russia to help people with flu. Experts say it could be tested to potentially stop patients getting coronavirus so severely. Kent Online News. In other news today, on Monday, November the 2nd, a man's been taken to hospital after being stabbed in Ramsgate. He was found injured when police and paramedics were called to a property in Royal Crescent early yesterday morning. A 30-year-old man has been arrested. Now, if the strong winds kept you awake like me last night, you won't be surprised to hear it left more than 800 homes in Kent without power. Edenbridge and Strood were the worst affected, with problems too in Tunbridge Wells and on Sheppey. UK power networks have a apologised for the disruption. A 14-year-old boy is in a serious condition in a London hospital after being hit by a car in Hawkehurst. He was knocked down on Rye Road at the junction with Queen's Road on Saturday night. Now, the government is being urged to think about how it can support more families in Kent who are in need ahead of Christmas. It comes as 30,000 applications for food vouchers have been made in the county, but with the scheme's deadline to claim ending today... There are fears many children could still go hungry. Roger Goff is the leader of the county council. Well, we know that uh, there are, I think, around 50,000 uh, children in Kent uh, who are eligible for free school meals, so it's quite a significant number. Um, I think what is particularly significant at the moment is also we are into a period when overall economic hardship is increasing. Many people are finding it difficult but also to be looking ahead towards later in the year and towards Christmas, because I think that we need, and I think government needs, to ensure that there are some very, very clear plans for supporting families, supporting children, over what may be, for many actually, quite a difficult Christmas period. 
Work to install a movable barrier on the M20 as part of Operation Brock is due to be completed this week. It's hoped it'll help deal with any disruption on Kent's roads when the Brexit transition period ends in January. Two new crossover gates will still need to be put in on the motorway between Maidstone and Ashford, which means some overnight closures this month. A special school in Margate will be closed for the rest of this week after two members of staff tested positive for coronavirus. Pupils at St Anthony's will have to switch to remote learning until next Monday. Now, it's feared the arts industry in Kent will suffer even more under new lockdown measures coming into force this week. Beth James from Aylesford runs the Square Pegs Theatre Company for children, young people and adults with disabilities and autism. Her portrait's been included in a digital exhibition which launched today to pay tribute to artists who've worked throughout the pandemic. She's been speaking about that and says funding is more crucial than ever. It's going to be a really difficult time for the arts and, and for theatres. Um, it's really, really hard. None of us know what's going to happen. And all we can do, especially small organisations like us, is just kind of do what, do what we can to still make sure that people have that creative outlet and can engage with the arts in one way or another. The great thing about us artists and us creatives is that we're able to, you know, we are adaptable, we are flexible, we have creative minds. So we, we use that, I suppose, to, to shift things and change things and move things around. Um, but but it's really important that we get the funding because without funding we can't do anything and although you know we all give our own time and our hearts and our you know our souls to this that's that's what artists do but it's re- also really important that artists are paid and to do that we need funding so um things like the national lottery funding are really important i don't think people realize that when they buy a lottery ticket Actually, that money goes directly to important causes like us, to charities like us who really need that money. I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't think people realise. So, you know, buying buying lottery tickets is actually really important at the moment because that money is so important and um, vital for us to be able to to do what we do and to actually make that really significant impact on people's lives through however long this is going to go on for. The arts is so important at at times of crisis, at times of, you know, difficulty. It's the arts that that hold people together, you know, it's the arts that bring people together. You know, I don't I don't I don't think people realize how much the arts they actually access on a day-to-day basis. It's not just going to a you know, a big fancy opera or something. It's it's we we absorb it around us in music, in in film, in um you know, in making food in in every way in our lives. It's it's creativity and it's so so crucial. I mean, I think for us, it's it's so great for us to have this kind of national recognition. And we're a tiny little charity. We're trying to do big things um, and, you know, change people's perceptions of people with learning disabilities and autism and, and also change lives of people with learning disability and autism, making, making sure that the arts are accessible, making sure that people have opportunities. And so um, it's uh, this campaign and this exhibition hopefully will, will you know, raise our profile a bit and, and you know, allow people to realize what we're doing obviously if we can get any funding through it that would be amazing because that's just we're just desperate at the moment for any funding that we can get so that we can carry on what we're doing 
It's hoped new retail kiosks will help transform a busy street in Canterbury. Bosses want to open eight mini outlets along Station Road West, backing onto the new multi-storey car park there. They could be used as flower shops, barbers or cafes. We're being asked what we think about making it illegal to park on pavements in Kent. Some reckon it should be banned to stop vehicles blocking paths, especially for people in wheelchairs or with buggies. But others say it's necessary on certain narrow roads to allow traffic to get through. Well, the government's launching a nationwide public consultation to find out our views. A six-year-old boy from Kent who raised more than a million pounds by walking 10 kilometres on his prosthetic legs was among the winners of this year's Pride of Britain Awards. This is the moment Tony Hudgel from Kings Hill was surprised by Anton Deck at Hamley's Toy Shop. Hello, everybody. Hello. What's your name? Tony. Hello, Tony. Hello, Tony. Hello. Would you like to know our name? Footballer Marcus Rashford and Captain Sir Tom Moore were some of the other winners at last night's scaled back ceremony. A strictly spoiler alert for you now. Kent's Harvey will get to dance another week after surviving the first public vote last night. He'd finished joint second on the leaderboard and will be transformed into Homer Simpson for next weekend's movie night. Jackie Smith was the first contestant to leave the show after her samba failed to impress you and the judges. And what could well be the world's strongest gin has been created at a distillery in Kent. Extreme 95 has been made by Anno in Marden. It has an alcohol content of 95% and as you probably expect comes with a large warning on the bottle that's it for today but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers to do that head along to ilifmediasubs.co.uk News you can trust this is the Kent Online Podcast